0: Welcome, everybody, to the third episode of the Powder Blue Review. I am your host, Michael Peterson. You can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks. You can also follow all of my work at SBNationsBoltsFromTheBlue.com. And also make sure to go and follow the Twitter account for the podcast. That is at PBReviewPodcast. Again, that's at PBRReviewPodcast. We have got an exciting show for you guys today. I've got a special guest in Chargers second-year linebacker Uchenna Nwosu. He stops by the pod to talk about his rookie season, what it was like to strip sack Lamar Jackson in the team's first playoff win in over five years, And I get him to talk a little bit more about the Otto and the Leo position, which are two positions that he will be playing a lot of in 2019. But before that, we're going to touch on some things from OTAs, the last couple days of OTAs, including how Kaiser White's feeling, how Denzel Perryman's coming back, and just kind of an overall look at the linebacker position um, at this point in the offseason. We're going to go ahead and start this off by talking about Kaiser White, and most recently after one of the OTA practices that just finished up on the 6th. He was asked quite a few questions ranging from his health to kind of what he's been doing in practice. Um, So he's feeling back to 100% according to him. He has actually gained a little bit of weight over the offseason. This time, I guess it was only about 3 to 4 pounds. Well, since he was drafted as a sub-220-pound safety, He is currently up to 233 pounds, which is absolutely fantastic. It's actually as big as Denzel Perryman is at the moment, but we'll get into Perryman later on in the pod. So after a standout senior season at West Virginia, White had 94 total stops. He had 7.5 tackles for loss, 3 interceptions, and 2 forced fumbles. And that's quite the stat line. And to be able to take a player of that athleticism, of that ability, and then transition him to a linebacker, especially at a position that is so important for this Chargers defense, and one that's been lacking for quite some time, I think it's going to be a huge deal. Now, asked about what he's been doing in practice, he said he's most recently been playing a lot of Mike linebacker, and obviously a lot of that could be um, pertaining to the fact that Perryman is still rehabbing his injury, and they want to develop some depth there, and obviously Perryman hasn't been the most consistent performer um He is when he's on the field, I should say, but he just has not been on the field consistently at all um, over his four- year career up to this point. But yeah, Kaiser White's playing some Mike linebacker, and I think that's fantastic. Kaiser White was one of the most sticky tacklers I'd ever seen coming out of college, and I haven't been doing draft stuff too long, but it, it was trust me, it was something you saw automatically when you put on his tape. The guy did not miss tackles he just didn't and that is something that the Chargers needed so damn bad especially when you think of what Jaleel Adai has done who's thankfully gone from this team anything we can get sticky tackler wise anybody who can just tackle consistently is a huge deal so when asked how he's feeling coming off the injury obviously he uh, sustained a lower body injury in game three and then he Uh, unfortunately was, oh, he was supposed to be out for four to eight weeks, right? And he was only out for a couple weeks before the team decided that, no, we're just going to go ahead and put him on the IR. So we didn't see Kaiser White whatsoever um, after game three. And this was just so unfortunate because he was an exciting rookie. He had an interception in the second game as a pro, um, six tackles against the Bills in that game as well. And he just lost it. He lost his starting job, and then we lost him for the year. So super, super unfortunate, but I like him playing Mike. Does this mean that Kaiser White could eventually usurp Perryman's position as the middle linebacker, the Mike position in this defense? Maybe. Uh, He did mention he feels comfortable playing the Mike now. He's having a lot of fun with it. It is causing him to be a lot more vocal. I mean, he has to be. Um, He said it's feels nice to be in more of a leadership role that comes with being the leader of this defense um, at that position now when we look at Denzel Perryman so he signed a two-year 12 million dollar deal to come back and be a Los Angeles charger and he even said that due to all his injuries over the last couple years he honestly did not know that or if at all, he would come back as a Charger. I, I, I bet there was some point that just said, you know, I'm, I'm just way too injured too often and I just don't think this team's going to bring me back. Well, the Chargers decided to do that. And I don't blame them for it. Some people may say we can't keep giving money to players that obviously can't stay on the field. Well, when he's on the field, and again, he hasn't completed a 16-game season in his entire career, he still makes his defense different, makes it better more aggressive they can stop the run a whole lot better um, and we've seen that every time because he does leave and then that running defense is just meh it is just sad to watch we always saw that obviously saw that in the game against the Patriots the final game of the season um, just going over some notes I went back and looked to, I wanted to see just how unavailable Perryman was for his career so back in his rookie season 2015 He started the most games he ever has in a season, and that was 14. In 2016, he started 12 games. In 17, he only started 7 before going down with what I believe was an Achilles injury. And then this past season, he only played in 10. Usually what happens when people are injured, they kind of blow up in weight a little bit. They don't take all the necessary precautions to avoid putting on bad weight and staying in shape well. Perryman did the opposite of that. He actually shaved some weight right now. It says that he is down to 230 pounds. Now he says he's shed 20 pounds, which means that he was at 250 before he started. And that's actually at least five pounds above his plane weight. If you go to the roster, I believe it still says he's 245 pounds. Um, and on a 5'11 frame, remember like that is one thick boy. Perryman is one thick dude. And you know what, if, if that means a faster Perryman, if that means a healthier Perryman, then, then so be it. Uh, he's mentioned that he's been focusing on less lifting, more flexibility, and increased core strength. And actually, at one point on his Twitter, I believe, he posted a picture with just some random gentleman, but after a CrossFit class, and I think the caption was something along the lines of, like, CrossFit is no joke. It's, it's not. I've personally done CrossFit, and it's actually hell on earth if you haven't done anything for more than like 15 repetitions at a time because CrossFit essentially is just wrecking your body like as fast as you can. It is absolutely insane. does get you in, in hell of a shape, but if it's something you're not used to, you're probably going to think it's the worst thing in the entire world. Um, he hasn't practiced at all during OTAs. Uh, he has been in the huddle. That was something that Anthony Lynn mentioned Uh, that he is still in the huddle, he's listening to all the plays, getting a lot of those mental reps that a lot of coaches will tell you is super, super important when you can't physically be out there performing in that role. I don't know if you guys heard this one. I thought this was super funny. But Adrian Phillips apparently calls Denzel Perryman little thump. And I thought they called him thumper. But all of a sudden they're calling him baby thump. Excuse me now that I checked my notes. Baby thump. So does that mean that there is a regular thump? And who is that on the defense? And if someone like Denzel Perryman is known as Baby Thump, I don't know what someone would have to look like to be that actual thump. At any rate, Perryman is a needed part of this defense, regardless of what people say. You know, he's not available. He just isn't. And while that may be the truth, I think the numbers speak for themselves that he makes this defense better. I think people can see that with their eyes that he makes this defense better, and who knows? With someone like Thomas Davis coming in, who has been a symbol of consistency and longevity in this league for the last 15 years, maybe there is a trade secret. Maybe there is um, a secret serum that Thomas Davis has been taking or knows about that can totally flip the health history of Denzel Perryman. I hope there's something like that, because I can't imagine, you know, as much of an impact player, excuse me, that Perryman is playing in between someone like Thomas Davis and that outside linebacker, strong side outside linebacker, if that's, you know, if that's going to be Jatavis Brown, or if that's going to be Cheninuosu, you know, we kind of discussed that later. Who knows what this defense is going to do? They do so many different things, and, you know, they may say someone's a starter at this position while they actually... You know this guy's the other starter because I know they did that last year when they said you know Kyle Emanuel was going to be the starter at the strong side outside linebacker position, but it was Kaiser White, or excuse me, it was Nuosu. They ended up not being in that certain base formation, that base four three. They were playing a lot in the nickel and dime, obviously that they did a lot at the end of the season. And who knows? Who knows what this? I think Anthony Lynn plays his cards you know so close to his chest that uh, we're just really not going to know what happens until it happens. So up next, we're going to get into our interview with Echenin I had an absolute blast doing it. He's an absolute great guy. It was an absolute blast getting to talk to him. I really can't thank him enough for coming on the podcast. But before we get into that, a quick word from our amazing sponsors. When you're trying to sell stuff online, getting your orders out can be a huge pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, it's the easiest, and it's definitely the most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, whether it's Amazon, Etsy, or on your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire Pod listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue. That's B-L-U-E. Just go to ShipStation.com, then enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. In case you guys haven't heard yet, we've got an announcement to make. Blue Wire is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Go to Harry's.com bluewire to save $10 on a valued trial set which includes not one, not two, three, or four, but a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. You get all of that for just $3 shipped right to your door. Enough with the cheap razors. It's totally worth trying Harry's. Harry's has fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. All of Harry's Blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your razor for just $3. And now the moment you've all been waiting for, here is my interview with Chargers linebacker Uchenna Nwosu. All right, so I'm here today with Chargers second year linebacker Uchenna Nwosu. And Chenna, appreciate you coming out. Um... Now, we know you had quite the impactful rookie year. Um, It culminated in the strip sack of Lamar Jackson that essentially sealed the deal for the Chargers' first playoff win in about five years now. How incredible as a rookie was that moment for you? And then just in general, look back on your rookie year and kind of your thoughts on how it all went.
1: It was incredible, you know, just to be able to come in and, you know, make a play like that, a very important play for my team. and you know, the fans was very special. You know, I never would have imagined myself being in that position. You know, you'd think it would be like a veteran guy making a game-saving play. Who would have thought it would, you know, being a rookie. So, you know, it was very, 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 I guess, just, I was just very excited to make that play. You know? Yeah, I bet that
0: was a pretty course surreal. Course. I mean, something you really couldn't believe yeah, was actually yeah, happening. Was have you, did you picture that moment? I mean, being able to make such an impact, make such a play um, in your rookie season.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's how you make those plays. you got to picture yourself in those positions. You have to you know, imagine yourself making those types of plays. So I definitely envision I definitely envisioned it.
0: Now, a lot of people say, you know, going from college to professionals, that the speed of the game is obviously one of the biggest adjustments for them. Um, would you say that was kind of the, the deal for you? Or would you say, you know, it was maybe something with the playbook or just another one of those things you learn in the NFL that, you know, it kind of took some time to get used to?
1: Yeah, definitely. The speed of the game, it definitely took some time to get used to, you know. In college, you know, you've been there for like, what, four, three, four years, so you've played a lot. But, you know, your first year in the NFL, you know, there is no red shirt, you know. So, for most guys, you go in there and you play, you got to, you know, adjust to the speed of the game. But as the season progressed and prolonged, you know, I was able to pick it up and, you know, be- <clears throat> become accustomed to the speed.
0: So, did you have one of those... I call it like a, like a welcome to the NFL moment, whether you were going against a veteran in practice, or it was in one of the first games that you played in kind of something happened, whether it was with an offensive lineman, uh, maybe you were in coverage, just that first, like, Oh man, this is what the NFL is going to be like, you know, welcome to the NFL rookie moment.
1: Um, Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there was actually, it actually came to me. There was like a time in preseason where I was, um I was on I was on the kickoff team <laughs> And I ran down there and I uh, I smacked some dude and then the next play he he came back and he like he he smacked me I, it was a good hit I'm not gonna lie but mm-hmm. I haven't been hit like that since like years so I was like dang I forgot what it felt like to be hit that's welcome to the NFL you know so that was definitely my welcome to the NFL moment.
0: Yeah, would you say like a a switch kind of flipped or you're like, okay, I guess this is how it's going to be and you kind of had to prepare differently, I guess. I I mean, obviously you were probably looking, you know, second-guessing yourself on kickoffs from then on, weren't you?
1: Oh, no, no, I wasn't just second-guessing myself at all. You know, the type of player I am, okay, you got me, I'm going to come back and get a next play, you know, that kind of gave me like a little fire inside me to go, you know, Mm -hmm. play even harder. But I definitely wasn't Mm second-guessing.
0: Right, right, right. So probably the wrong word to use on that, but that's good to hear. Um so obviously in your first season with the Chargers you got to spend time with guys like Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram who are elite pass rushers in their own right. What was that like to learn and play alongside guys like that and if there were any like huge takeaways that you got from them um that really helped you kind of take your game to the next level.
1: That's that's huge, you know to have two all pros and pro bowlers like that on my first year, you know, to tour is very nice, you know to learn and get as much info as I can from two vets like that to help, you know, my game prepare to the next level is awesome. You know, they taught me a lot from, you know, how to rush, when to rush, when, you know, what to use, what types of moves, what to feel, you know. Just I just gained a lot of knowledge from those two, and I'm very, you know, just very lucky to have them, you know, to be on the team with them.
0: So who would you say over your first year and obviously you just got done with OTAs as well and, and the team got, you know, a veteran guy like a, a Thomas Davis from the Panthers, whose ear have you been in the most? Because a lot of the rookies now are talking about, you know, I've been talking to to Bane or I've been talking to Perryman or something like that. Who was that guy for you that you couldn't ask enough questions of?
1: Probably, it was definitely, probably Melvin Ingram, you know, Melvin Ingram last year, you know, I did a lot of like rushing and, you know, I was with the D-line a lot last year, so, I got a lot of um, my questions
0: answered from him, so that was really my go-to that last year for me. Okay, so going into this season, um, Coach Lynn and Gus Bradley have talked extensively about you playing the auto position, going as far as saying you're already penciled in as the starter at the auto position, while also saying you could play some Leo as well with Melvin Ingram. Um, for the casual fan who'd be listening who doesn't quite understand you know what makes the auto special or the leo special can you go in and just talk about what makes each position what they are and i guess why you fit so perfectly in those positions
1: so yeah the auto position is basically you know outside linebacker you know occasionally will rush the passer you know dropping coverage but usually they're there to set the edge and the leo position is really like a rusher it's like a it's like a, you know, defensive end, a rushing defensive end, so. And what makes me so special is that, you know, I'm very versatile. I can play multiple positions, and that's what they see. You know, they see me rushing the passer. They see me dropping in coverage. They see me, you know, guarding high, things of that nature, so.
0: Yeah. So would you consider this defense and because I've heard people call it this, but they call it a positionless defense when they have guys like you and Derwin and even sometimes Ingram playing in positions that are so far outside what they normally do. I know in the first game against the Chiefs, there was a play. They actually dropped Ingram back into like a deep safety role. And then, you know, obviously they moved Derwin on the line of scrimmage. He'd be back or in the linebacker box. Is that something that kind of sounds similar? Like you guys have so many players that can do so much that it is almost like this positionless defense.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what we are. That's, that's a great way to describe us. You know, we're just, a lot of, we're just a team for the versatile athletes, I like to call it. So, you know, we can do a lot of different things. You know, Derwin can play deep. He can come back and down in the box. He can rush the passer. You know, I can drop in coverage. I can rush the passer. Melody can rush the passer and drop in coverage and play middle linebacker in certain packages. So, you know, we have a lot of different guys that can do a lot of different things. That's a great way to describe our defense—a positionless defense.
0: I mean, because you guys were some must-watch football, I thought towards the end of the season, especially um, going into the playoffs, when you guys had, you know, were trotting out six or seven defensive backs, and obviously Adrian Phillips was an All-Pro as a special teamer, but he was playing like an All-Pro linebacker almost those last couple games, especially against the the Ravens in your first playoff game, and he had the fumble recovery and the interception. It just seemed like, you know, he was one of those guys who had the knack for being exactly where he needed to be at the right moment. So that's good to hear that, you know, you kind of agree with that because I thought that was probably the best way to describe um, the Chargers defense in 2018. Um, moving on, man. So you've you're a Carson, California, like native, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, you've been lucky enough and not many people can say this, but you've been essentially playing football in your home state pretty much your hometown your entire career like what's that been like for you and just kind of what's it meant over the years
1: you know it's it's, it's very nice you know just to be able to stay close to home not have to worry about traveling far packing all types of things worried about breaking a lease all types of things you know so it's a lot of different factors that go into it just but to be home around my friends and family and you know, stay close to home right after the games. I can walk to my house and, you know, get a bite to eat that my mom cooked, you know, so it's just a lot of perks that come to being home. So (laughs) it's really nice.
0: (laughs) That is nice. I mean, mentioning mama's cooking, like I couldn't imagine. I moved two hours away when I went to go play football in college and uh, it felt like I was a mile or like just hours and hours and so many miles away. So that's really good to hear. Um, So just kind of wrap things up here. Obviously, in 2018, you guys had one of the best defenses in the NFL. You were one of the most fun teams to watch, especially down the stretch. Um, what can fans expect from you personally and from this defense as a whole going into 2019?
1: They can expect from me a lot more sacks, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and but as, a, but as a defense as a whole, you know, just look for us to be, you know, just build up on what we did last year, you know, make a lot more plays around the ball. You know, just give our offense more opportunities to go down there and score because, you know, we have a great offense. So the more opportunities we get them, you know, the, more, the higher chance we have of winning. So just expect a lot of flying around. You know, we got the Jack boys back there, the DBs. That's, that's what they call themselves, the Jack boys. A bunch of talented players back there. we got a great D-line. we got a lot of young dudes coming up with a leader such as Brandon Meebane. You know, everybody's healthy. Everybody's ready to roll. Denzel's coming back in the middle. You know, it's going to be our quarterback of the defense. We lost him, Andrew Tavis Brown, last year. They should be back. So we just got a lot of guys coming back. Everybody's ready to roll. Everybody's healthy. So just look out for us.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, there's there's just so much to be excited about. And uh, again, Chenna, I really appreciate you stopping on. Um, again, this was Chargers second-year linebacker Chenin Wosu. Um, thanks a ton, man, and uh, best of luck this season. Thank you. Once again, thank you to Chenna for coming on today's podcast. It was an absolute blast getting to chat with him and obviously cannot wait to see what he does in year two with the Chargers. Thank you guys so much for stopping by the latest episode of the powder blue review by far. My favorite episode can't thank Nuosu enough for coming on today's show, giving us a little insight into his head and what it was like playing in his rookie season guys, wherever you're listening to your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, go ahead, leave a review five stars, if you will, and subscribe. Please don't forget to do that. Also go ahead and follow me again on Twitter at zone tracks. That's Z O N E T R A C K S and go ahead and follow the Twitter handle for the podcast podcast at PB Review podcast that is PB Review podcast and thanks again guys this has been Michael Peterson on the Powder Blue Review